podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest Danfield Index Under Pressure podcast. Uh, my name's Dan Kennett, and with me to discuss the rollicking 3-0 home win over Aston Villa. We don't have Rosie this week. He's a bit under the weather, Paul Rosie, but he is manfully soldiered through his man flu for, to do the pressing collection, and, and what an important part of the, the pod that's going to be. But I do have our sports science dynamic duo. First of all, broadcasting live from his ivory tower, uh, on a on a when a beautiful sultry Wednesday evening in the southeast, it's Doctor Phil Barter. How are we doing, mate? You all right? All right. You coping with the heat, mate? It, it's a bit hot. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all good. It's better than the than, a, than the rain. You know what I mean? So yeah. That's is that's is it better. is it as hot as our papa charts for this match? <laughs> it's touch and go. It's touch and go. <laughs> <laughs> and we've also got impressed from. Um, um, it's opening match of the season was it this weekend Si for Derby Ladies we did we had our first match of the season against Notts County and how did you get on we won 7-0 they were garbage <laughs> recently promoted or no <laughs> just garbage <laughs> anyway he, he, he previously he's had more clubs, clubs than Tiger Woods now but now he's very much a one club man Derby Ladies yes Si so you got high hopes for the season ahead just like oh. Liverpool We'll win the league by six game with six games to go. Woof! Are you talking Liverpool or Derby there? Uh, oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely, genuinely, I think, I think we we actually have a chance. Yeah, Liverpool, not Derby. Derby will win wow. the league by six games uh, with six games to go. But Liverpool actually have a chance. We've got a really functioning team and hope. Hmm. And the next and, eight are quite favourable, aren't they? Well. Yeah, let's not start counting our chickens, but we no, do, no, no, what no. we want to talk about is we want to talk about we've got, we got 10 points on the board by hook or by crook, and we've got a lot of positives to talk about in this game. Um, and I'm gonna, we're going to start off um, with those all, those all important um, lineups, side because um, we, we, we made changes in this block, which maybe we didn't expect. Yeah, well, one was one was deliberate, and the others are not were injury based, I think, um, and obviously Virgil's suspension. But um, so we got no the start of the season with that. With it seems that Ibu and Virgil are first choice. Like, yes. We can kind of allude to that because Ibu gets picked when he plays, but he doesn't play very much. So he's not got the most minutes, but it does seem like his first choice, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So Ibu's injured, Virgil's suspended, and I'm guessing he's going to be for another couple of games as well. Um, so Gomez and Matip in, and they did well. And I find it a little bit more interesting the way they set up in the 
um, Matip's in, in to replace Ibu, which he does along plays that way alongside Virgil in a traditional back four, but not in this weird system. And then Gomez, who is actually a hybrid for fullback centre back, was playing the statuesque guy in the Virgil in the middle, um, which you'd think Matip would be more suited for. But mm. I, I like it; it worked. And then we got the build face through McAllister dropping as a six, and the who connection with the high press and CJ. Yeah, who was back? It was it was Jones. His first start of the season. Yeah, it's nice to see, and it, mm. I, I find it I find it interesting that in the last three, literally three years, our best functioning midfield has had Curtis Jones playing. Yeah, yeah, end of last season, and then this match. Yeah, and so Endo was on the bench, and Cody Gakpo on the bench as well. Sorry, and we went with dude. I had man. a little. Not, I, I just I was a little bit sick in my mouth then when you said that. One, I I honestly I'd never um, I hadn't made the the link of of the word endo. <laughs> do, you me, do you want me to call him Wat- Wataru? Yeah, there you there we go. Wataru, Wataru was Wataru was on the bench. Yeah, um, Wataru <laughs> was on the bench. Um, and, but um, the big and, change was dropping Gakpo for the first time. This is the first time that he was available for selection and hasn't been selected. Yeah. Uh, and Nunes comes in after his, if you're trying to catch lightning in a bottle with this guy, because he is lightning in all, any any kind of usage of that terminology as you can find, this guy is that. Um, and he was alive last week and transformed everything, maybe momentum for a season, all of the stuff you'd like to talk about. This is the moment you have to play him. And he did, which was I thought was a tremendous cho- It was the absolute right choice. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, Darwin unleashed. Um, and he played very well. And we will talk a lot in this podcast about Darwin Nunes. Um, but Bart's um, Villa, um, they when we played back in the last season, it was a horrible game. The time wasting was horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sat, um, the fellow who didn't, the lad who didn't play in this match, um, I can't remember his name, or the English sentiment, Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey, yeah. Yeah, the man Mark Trent and all that. Was, was Ramsey injured? Was he just not? I, I don't know. I don't keep enough. I, yeah. Was he not rumored to be going? Well, that would be, a, that would be a bit of a shock if it was, but Villa were much changed in the space of what, five, four months from, from the end of last season. Very different setup and. Yeah, yeah, but then they're pretty much unchanged from the last league game. Yeah, so the only change they made was a goalkeeper. So what's um, the new look Villa trying to do then? What's he trying to do, Mister Emery? I was just saying aside before we went live, but it, in some phases he's got three at the back, a bit like Chelsea had. In others, he's got a four. He's got a narrow three up front to two kind of tens in the half spaces off Watkins. So rather yeah. than we play with a wide four three up front, they play yeah. with a narrow three. And then he's got Yeah. And then they've got two sitters in um Kamara the, uh, and Louise. Yeah, Louise, which is is sort of their function around, they go around. I think Cash started one side, didn't he? And, and the ex and lad played the other side started in that that sort of um position for this game. And then they lost one of the set of halves in uh um after eighteen minutes and the cash had to go back into the back four, I think they went to then and they changed the midfield shape a little Bailey came on. So uh, I think McGinn dropped in and Bailey went up top. So um yeah, I think he's everyone's trying 
I, I think a version of this three at the back, having more in midfield overload, whether it's a box or not, or you're just stretching through having a wide, because yeah. they, Dinger and, and Cash get very wide. Cash got two in the last game, remember? So yeah, yeah. It's not, they're not coming into midfield, they're keeping the width, and then they're playing a very narrow Villa play, try and dominate the zone 14, basically, and try and get the balls into Watkins and the width and from the wide player. So everyone's trying that. It seemingly is what teams are doing it as I would say the pro license is out they've got the catalogue out they've got the mark sheet but Villa's version is I don't think still I don't wide. think Unai Emery but, needs his no he's not he's got his pro license but I'm just saying I think Villa's <laughs> version they're, they're sort of keeping their fullbacks in a traditional yeah, place yeah, yeah. yeah they're just doing different things in the middle players um, and I think they try to use McGinn in Trent's space yeah um, which we can come on to and talk about how effective that was. Um, I do think them losing the ability to play through at the back didn't help them at all. Um, yeah. They lost that impetus up front. But as, as you said, as we were going live, we had we were one up and well on top in the first, before that goal, before the injury anyway. So um, Yeah, and um, producer, guy, producer Guy just informed us that um, he knows all these things about the Premier League, that um, Jacob Ramsey has been injured since the Euros under 21s, so he's not fit yet. So it's not fit yet, but so yeah. So it's in this game. and Matty Cash. You mentioned him scoring two goals somehow from you know a, a right wing back role in the last game, and then yeah. comes back down to earth with an with an OG in this game. So yeah, I know. Fickle world of football. I'm not sure he could have done much about it. To be fair, you know. Yes, yes, but it's just the way it goes with footy, isn't it? Really, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Classic. So yeah, so let's talk about that um, match summary in the absence of Rosie. Um, 17 shots to 10, um, four shots on target to three. Might might seem a little bit narrower than it actually was there. Um, nine shots in the box each as well. Um, we were well on top in terms of possession, 64% possession. Uh, and the expected goals on understat at least was 2.7 for us and 0.6 for Villa. Um, and on... Um, FB ref the and I'm just I've lost it. Typical at the last minute. I need it. It was two point five uh, for us and point seven for Villa. And the most yeah. important thing to note about the Villa is they didn't have a single big chance. Just like the Newcastle game after the Newcastle red card, where Newcastle didn't have a single red, a single big chance. Eleven versus ten, and but that's 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 that is significant to go. Best part of what three hours without conceding a big chance. It's been that's a long a, time. That's a marked improvement for us. So that's one of the key metrics at the beginning of the season, wasn't it? The pre-season prod that we needed yeah. to improve on to compete, and for us to do that was was very was exceptional. Um, and to keep that's the first clean sheet. I can't remember yeah. how long, but it, it, it seemed seemingly in my head seems a long time. Um, the other thing is what you know we talk about Leicester. making. They're less than there you go. The other thing we talk about is they're making their shots a bit more predictable. Mm. And although annoyingly they're in our box, they are from a central area. Yes. In this game, there's only two outside of like the zone 15, zone 14 areas, which I will take as an improvement. If it carries on that way, that's good because it, I was getting worried that we were still allowing shots from anywhere yeah. across the front line. So this again, and I think if you looked at the shot maps, like you said, from the red card against Newcastle, we we seem to have got a bit more control about where the opposition are going to take a shot from. Yes, 
And that's I mean, fine because Andy can deal with those shots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a few times where Villa were in and didn't get the shot away through the, sure. the poor final ball. But overall, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, yes, I'm going to put it to you that um, Virgil can wait on the sidelines when he when he's back fit and while he's back available, right? I mean, if the, the team can perform better like this, significantly better, then he's going to have to wait his turn, right? It's interesting, isn't it? Or a small sample... Yeah, but you, we don't, even, even we don't care about samples to make firm conclusions. We can still say it in, in the basis of the game the defense was good, and yeah, for sure. You, but I could I could be devil's advocate here. I don't believe this, but I could be. I could absolutely explain this away by we scored really early from a set piece. They yes, changed. Yeah, they changed their whole system because they had they had an injury. We scored yeah. again from a set piece, uh, and like. They they made us uncomfortable on four different occasions. Had us they got behind us on four different occasions, and their pullbacks missed a player, which could have could have turned into big chances. And then we have a completely different story. Okay, but so just they to didn't finish, go on. Just to, just sorry. Okay, then I agree with you. Playing devil's advocate is right too. But just say when Virgil is back available for you, you're the manager. You're it's your decision. Does Virgil come straight back into the eleven? Oh, he's a captain, hundred percent. Virgil van Dijk. Like if if we were just going on performance, I'm not sure, yeah. but we're not. And he just got made captain. No chance he do, he gets dropped. None. Absolutely zero. Mm-hmm. Can I can I add some statistical quality to this too? Are you that person who has everything, the coolest merch, and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to AnfieldIndex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. The captaincy, since, I'd like to see that. <laughs> since he went, no, not the captaincy. But, uh, oh, uh, we, we got a better record with Trent than as captain than Virgil. But um, <laughs> we, um, we conceded, you know, that uh, XG2 that we're, we've been rather mm. shit at, yes. largely. Um, so in uh, in the last ten games, when Virgil didn't start a centre back, so this goes back quite a way. Yes, but including the last um, game and a half, in the parts where he wasn't on the pitch, um, we averaged 0.8 xg two against us. Which, if you remember at the beginning of the season, when I said we were going to, going to concede thirty seven goals or fewer, that's yes. underneath yeah. the level I wanted. That's better than that level. And with Virgil, we're we're at point one six. One point six. Quite stark. And this, one, e- one this point season, one point six. Say or point one six. One point six. Oh, so that's double then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this e- this season we're at one point five four with Virgil on the pitch and point four four without him. <clears throat> So, what you're saying is Virgil is the new empty shirt, say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we play differently. You know, like we yeah, talked yeah. about how Trent yeah. Trent facilitates something in midfield and makes people play a certain way to him when he's in possession. I wonder if we play differently because of Virgil being there, he will bail us out or... Yeah. 
Well, uh, maybe was... even be set up tactically, expecting him to do things that he's no longer capable of, and more players rather than just playing as a unit. Players have to feel they have to put in an extra little effort. Yeah, when he's I not. Gonna, there. I was going to say, I think there's the first line he said there is Virgil's not there to bail them out, so they've got to, they've got to take responsibility more for their own performance, right? Yeah, uh, like if you look at the defense here, we didn't lose an aerial duel all game. Mm. That's that's something that we've been looking at. I know, Sai, you've been mentioning that past few, past few games that that's been a, a little bit of a, a low rate for us. Yeah. Well, with Joe, who's our shortest centre-half, and Matip in inside, we didn't lose an aerial duel. That's Joe was brilliant, I thought. And Joe was really good on the yeah, day. Yeah. Really, but, really good on the day. I mean, they, let's, but, but let's be clear, the aerial duels with Virgil weren't, weren't the issue. You know, it was no, other no. things. But I'm trying to say, is like, our rate as a defence hasn't yeah. been that good. Yeah, oh. and there's something about responsibility... Yeah, Matic had fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, people taking responsibility for performance. Yes, they've done that, you know. And I thought Gomez's passing as well. Going back to Sai's point about him playing that left side, maybe that's a reason because Gomez's passing was exactly what we needed. It was into the right players. His links, if you look at the connections, matters we've got. He's involved in a lot of the linking in with Mac with Trent. Um, which you'd expect Virgil to do. And I'm not saying Matic can't pass the ball, but it's a different quality, isn't it? Matic's better with that that galloping, progressive run, yes. um, which we traditionally have in that right side role. So I think that may be something. But I, I think that responsibility element's really important. I yeah. just hope we can ho- harness that with Virgil there as well, because we're going to need that. We're going to need 11 players to do it. Yeah, I mean, if we can get if we can get back to just focusing on being a good defensive unit, irrespective of yeah. the personnel, I mean, that's the, that's, the, that's the ideal situation. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. So small sample, right? I, I, you just made me look at this. Um, I hadn't even thought about it, but um, I, I uh, collate progressive meters per pass. Yes. Mm. Um, and Ibu, Ibu has the highest p- progressive meters per pass out of the centre backs. Wow. Which mm. blows my mind. Yeah. Um, and it's nearly 11 progressive meters per pass. So he's playing really hard, high passes, the things that Jomez used to be doing for us yeah. three or four years ago. And and Gomez has the lowest at four point seven, and uh, Matip is is the second lowest at five point nine, and Virgil's is at six. So I wonder if we if what I just said about like responsibility, collective responsibility. I wonder if we're playing into midfield better. Yeah, I think there's a I think there's evidence for that. Um, Gomez is per ninety. I'm not Gomez is per ninety. Yeah, yeah, what's per 90, what's yeah, if he's per ninety? Is that per ninety for Ibu? Uh, no, this is per pass. Okay. Progressive I wonder whether Ibu's playing less, if you know what I mean. But when he does play it, it's a... Yeah, it's he that. has... Do you know what I'm saying? No, um, no, 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 it's actually not true because because the opposition let let Ibu have the ball. So yeah, maybe, yeah, okay. maybe it's a function of shape because they let him have the ball, there is more distance for him to pass, more space for him to pass. I don't know. I don't know. But like, I just thought that was an interesting uh, yeah. observation. I just... Well, it, it, it surprised me. Yeah, definitely. But I thought Joe's... I thought Joe's passing on the day was really good. I think a really good long pass. Can we just can, yeah. can we talk about the can we talk about the Trent role um, now as yeah. well? Because I think obviously when when Trent Trent's passing in this game was pretty pretty much outstanding. Um, and when you've got him playing almost as part of the back line for long periods, right? That's going to help all your centre backs, right? They can just get the ball to Trent and he can do his thing. Yeah, uh, he. Should he, we talk about how maybe that maybe screwed a little bit with Villa's plans? Um, 
leaving aside the early goal, which we'll come to. Right. But. So, so if we look tactically, right. Mm. So we 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 talk about how brilliant we were, and uh, Bart Bart's already um, alluded to there was a significant change when their centre back went off, and they completely changed formation. Right. So yeah. they play three at the back, and then they they play a box midfield. So yeah. a box midfield's really effective against our box. You, you want to go box to box, so to speak, yeah. if you can, because then you can then you can allow McGinn to man mark Trent, which is which would have been his role. But as soon as as soon as um uh what was he called? You said, uh, Diego, Diego uh, yeah, Carlos, 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 Carlos. That's it. yeah, you're racist. Uh, yes, yeah, so Carlos came off. Um, he. Um, uh, moved Matty Cash to a back four and they went really strict flat back four and really yeah. strict flat um, midfield four yeah. uh, and they tried to just compress they they pushed up at the same time so there was like six eight metres between um, at most between the midfield and the defence to no space and they tried to push up and keep that with a front two because they they, they um, played a really tight front two as well um, and just try to counteract space rather than uh, go man for man, which is what they did effectively against, well, Trent before and what they were trying to do early in the game. Up to the point when we, we were one up and it felt like we were dominating. Do you know how many touches we'd had in their box when, when after 18 minutes when he went off? We only had two, the two, two pot shots, didn't we? But we had one touch in their box, which was the deal. Yeah, which was, which was, a, which, yeah, which was a pot shot. Yeah. 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 So, so we were probably doing the things that they were comfortable with. It's just that when they changed that, it changed everything and, and it allowed Trent space between their midfield and their defense to go and quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Because he wasn't being man marked. When he's not being man marked, he's an absolute monster. And if you, I just like to, to create that, um, comparison in your brain the hendo pass everyone knows what the hendo pass means flip to the back post there you go yeah we have trent has that has a version of that it's in his own half the ball's rolled at him and he's on the half turn and he plays over his left shoulder that that ball down the line over the top for mo no look yeah and it's brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's already created three goals for us this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's his, I, th- I think that's might, might be his signature pass. I think it's set players, isn't it? Because Mo knows when the ball's received in that area, he knows Trent's just going to play it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, the last two pods we've done, um, you've both called for us to be less predictable yeah. um, and less desperate almost to get Trent inverted into the WM. Um, and we saw it in we saw it in action. So, but that's that's a good thing, right? Hugely. And as I said, it they they set up to counteract that, and, and it yeah. wasn't really until that change that Trent came into it. So we were smart about it. Yeah. We also didn't force him into midfield. He also went and played in between Matip and Gomez for periods of time as well. Yeah. A little bit in front, which you'll see on the path. Very hard to man man Very hard position. Yeah, exactly. Because if 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 Watkins goes and presses him. Then you've got two other players either side to play on it. It just creates problems. It's not what they were expecting. Um, and in terms of his connections, there's only three players out of the outfield players he didn't have over 10 passes to. Like, wow. and you've got, you've got one, two, three players he had over 20 passes to, which wow. are Mac, Dom, and Matip, obviously, but uh, yeah. and Moe got 17 passes too. 17 so, passes from Trent to Moe. That's Trent just to Moe. unbelievable. And you've got 25 to Mac, and you've got 20 to Dom. Now, if you want your midfield to function, yeah, 
you kind of want those key players to have the ball the most and pass it between each other. And the connections the other way are, are equally as high. The own, the area which we can come on to that he didn't get the ball into those high numbers is he only passed to Robbo six times, Curtis nine and Darwin seven. So he didn't play the ball down the left. Great. Didn't play the ball down the left. Left. Yeah. So which we'll played two really good switches to, to Diaz. He did. He did, yeah. But it, it, the volume wasn't, is not, not at the same so, level. So Darth, what you're saying about forcing, right? The caveat to this is that it's it's not about so because he wasn't man marked, they didn't have to force the pass was there. Yeah. Yes. So we can't say it's better because we didn't force it. Like there was no forcing. No, what I'm saying, what I'm mark. saying is, we were being flexible in that. You know, we weren't yeah. trying to invert him, and everybody passed to him as soon as he inverted and creating issues for the team. Is that we were more flexible? What I'm trying to say, say, is that when you, when you've got a plan A, which old 18 19 19 20 system yeah or or um you know peps um uh tiki taka in barcelona when you plays that plan a is that good you can be completely predictable because nobody can beat it yeah. when your plan a isn't actually that good and you're developing it the last thing you can afford to be with your tactics is predictable yeah i agree but we um, we now have three brilliant midfielders well that, let's let's come on to that so let's come on to that, right? Um, Wait, I just just the last the last set of numbers for this um, is the up to the up to the substitution, right? When they were still playing uh, back three and then a box, and he was being man marked. That we had four players that had more touches than him. Yeah, between him get uh, between the sub and him go, him being subbed, he was number one, and Mac was number two. Yeah, yeah. So there was definitely an, an effect of, sub, of, of the system change. Yeah. 100%. But we made the most of it. Yeah. yeah. But we spent all last season saying we're not winning the tactics. We're not winning the tactics. Yeah, there was some circumstance involved here, but this was a good, a better tactical performance from a say overall, yes? Like, yeah. like Newcastle. Yeah. Which is a good sign. Again, another good sign. Tick. Yeah. yeah we're yeah, going to yeah. be very positive yeah, we're going to be very positive on this pod. Lots of ticks, lots of how progress. Many times, how many times can you look at the look at the team and go, "Yeah, he had a good game. He had a good game. He all of yeah. the players on the pitch had a good game." Like no one can pick on Robert. Robert had a good game in this. He did. Yeah, he- Matip and Gomez both really good games. Yeah, yeah. really good games. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, Allison, do you know what Allison's save percentage on the season is? I know we always talk about post shot these days, but do you know what his save percentage is? Eighty five. Seventeen I- out of twenty. He saved this season. <laughs> 17 out of 20. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. I bet it was disappointing. What's unbelievable is that there are 10 better goalies goalies than him in the world, apparently. Says who? Says the Ballon d'Or. What? Yeah. He was the 11th best goalie in the Ballon d'Or? No, 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 he just wasn't listed. What the fuck? There there are 10 in the list and it's not him. Can you you list any of the names? Malin, um, Ramsdale... Uh, there were a couple of... Aaron Ramsdale is on the Ballon d'Or list ahead of Alisson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking uh, hell. Stegen. Who's voting? Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Captains and coaches. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> and producer Guy, if you know any of the other names, please chip in. Come oh, on. I've got a tweet about it. I just uh, I didn't look it up. Oh, goodness me. That's just... I'm just got uh, so uh, uh, Bryce Samba, uh, Emmy Martinez. We can't argue with. You. He won the World Cup for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, Mike Mannion, uh, Yassine Bounou, 
uh, Andre Anana, Edison, and Courtois. I think there's one player on that list that can that you that is comparable. But even Courtois had a post shot of point seven, while Ali had ten. For fuck's sake! Wow, <clears throat> unbelievable. Frankie's is underrated as much. Well, even more. Well, I'm just generally speechless at that. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Right. Uh, <laughs> I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> right. Anyway, so let's talk about how you were right, say. So, all last season, we were talking about what a shit show it was is the defence. It's the, it's the forwards. It's Darwin. You said it's the midfield. The midfield, the midfield, the midfield. And to be fair, Bart, you were also on this hobby horse for a long time. And we put three athletic actual midfielders in a coherence in a coherent setup, and we look like a real real force. This is the, I put it to you, side. This is the first time that we've been better off the ball than on the ball in two and a half years or two years. Yeah, but we weren't that great on the ball, which is which is why we were no, terrible. On the ball. But we were really good off the ball in this game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we were. So a quick, quick set of numbers. We, you know, we our top distance has dropped anyway, and it's it's just not, it's not gone back up either way. So we're we're at one hundred eight in this game, but we won one hundred eight to one hundred five. But our sprints last season were down like one twelve, and we were under a hundred in some games, and this one was one eighty three. Yeah, there's one hundred eighty one of those Zobo. Uh, yeah, a 31 for Zobo, which is really, really high for a midfielder. Yeah. Here, should we have a sweepstake on when he'll actually get his first, be first substituted in the Premier League? Yeah, he's played, he's played all... Every minute. Yeah, every minute, yeah. Yeah. He's just an absolute animal. Um, so for this pressing, like this midfield thing, right? So we, we can look at like creativity because obviously this bunch is way more creative than the last bunch. So, yes. But they're athletic. They're athletic as well. I'm going to get to that. But but we we were being beaten in transition last year. Yeah, and we were causing that transition in midfield. Yeah, and because our ball retention was shit. Exactly. And we were risky risky passes when we weren't set, and all those things that you preached. All, game all of those things game. that we can't. Yeah. It's hard to describe in numbers. Yes, right. But but the midfield this season, including Zobo, have have a possession control of minus point minus three. Right. Yeah. Last season on his own, Hendo, Hendo at this point of the season, Hendo had a minus fourteen. Yeah. So the whole team is a whole midfield has given the ball away three times more than it's winning it. And Hendo in four games had a, an average of minus fourteen on his own. Yeah. That turnover the difference in turnover is massive because it creates stability. And how often does Klopp talk about stability? Stability is so important for so many, so many different reasons. Attacking and defense, you create better if you, if you're stable, you can stop the opposition countering you, you, you cause yourself so much less stress. So you, so the running you do is less high intense, but also has less cortisol running through your body, which makes you more tired, all of those things. Um, and you're being, you're being defend, you're defending in areas that you want to defend in rather than areas that the opposition are making you defend. Can I just say that we talked about this last week or the week before when Zabozlai, but um, 88.7% pass completion on the season for him now. We know that Jones is brilliant ball retention anyway. He was 90.7 in this game, right? Um, and um, 
Uh, Mac, Alexis McAllister, 85.6% pass completion on the season as well. The, these, the, these are superb numbers, Cypher midfielders, who are also creative and athletic. Yeah, we had last season, we had we had games where we had more than one midfield with less than 70%. Yeah, just disgraceful. It's unbelievable. So just a quick comparison on two, on the same position, on the right side of eight, last season against this season, right? The... Um, that one of the one goal to zero this season, goal zero goals, goal and assists two to goal and assists zero at this point last season. But that's that's the kind of irrelevant. The the Zobo is a 11.6k game, Hendo was just over 10. We've got um, Zobo has which is a key component in his game, no one's talking about seven possession recoveries inside our box. Well, we're going to talk about his pressing if you give us a chance, mate. But no, not, not pressing. Yeah, I said, yeah, okay. Yeah, inside um, our own box, yeah. Yeah, inside our own box. This is like goal-saving stuff. If you think, like, yeah. little interceptions, you slide in and make... So you're saying he can get up and down? He absolutely can get yeah. up and down. But the biggest, I think the biggest thing, right? So, so he, he out-dribbles him six, 17 to 3. But he... His he's he's got he's currently got twenty nine jewels, and Hendo had four at the same point last season. Yeah, that's massive. Yeah, so I think he's got all the athleticism of peak Hendo five years ago. Plus, he's got the ball retention and athleticism of you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The kid is just unreal. It's also the first time since I've been doing this that we've had our highest XT or EPV value not from a player called Trent or Mo. And who was it? Dom. Wow. <clears throat> nice. So it, it's it's just so, it is night and day, really, isn't it? So, but last season we also, we also talked about players who playing in midfield who maybe weren't midfielders enough, and mm-hmm. you know we talked a lot about the improvements when. Uh, Jones came into the team instead of Elliot, um, and we've had Cody Gakpo in the, in the eight role this season. But three actual athletic midfielders—it's it's it's just it's just transformative, isn't it? I mean, who, is. who, who knew? Who knew? Well, uh, I think we've got to give some credit to the guys who maybe looked at these profile of players, but yes. um, just the passing is better. As you said, the passing's better. The dual rate's better. The yeah. I mean, even the aerials are, are better. You know, Don won yeah. only one header, but it, it's still so many factors are just as a midfielder. And if you look at Saturday as well, Dom helped us tactically because he dropped in at various points. You know, when yeah. Trent had to go off, Dom, I think Dom dropped into midfield to hide him. Harvey come on and they, they switched around about four. But it was just, he, he did it against Newcastle. He came in and helped out in, in a two. Now, when was the last time we had flexible midfielders that could actually keep the same level of performance? no matter which yeah. role they played in midfield. Yeah. You know, you're probably looking at Thiago, who can play multiple roles, but unfortunately his availability isn't there. But yeah. other than that, you had very much like, Fab could do his thing. Yeah. If they we needed Fab to go and do something what, else, They were specialists, weren't they? Yeah. They we were specialists, right? Whereas now we have, I mean, we've brought Mac to play in between the lines. He's, he did a pretty damn good job as a six on Saturday. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing 
on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, or Sunday, whenever it was, whenever the game was. But you know, I'm sorry, I think it's Just remarkable. The very intelligent player, isn't he? Very, very, intelligent very intelligent player. player. Um, and I think this is only the beginning of these really starting to to tick together. And I mean, I, I started doing the passing changes, you guys know, and. Um, just even over this, this period of time, our ability to keep the ball and vary what we do with it. In the two periods, 16 to 30 and 31 to 45, we have long chains and we have about six entries into their final third uh, per period, which is, again, high is, is great. If you look at 76 to 90, we have a lot of uh, chains as in pass, pass chains over nearly 10, but we only have one in the final third, which, which means for me, we switch to more of a keep the ball thing. But again, that's, we have players who can just switch and change that around. We can still keep the ball and we can keep the opposition where we want them to more because we have that higher quality of player being able to do that in our midfield. It makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and can we just say to what Curtis Jones, um, because there was some people um, questioning his performance on the weekend. I thought he was great, um, but, um And I think the thing that we liked last season, one of the things we liked most about Jones last season, was how he, in, as well as the WM and the box midfield, he brought the. He was one of the two players we called out along with Dio Wajota, uh, uh, bringing the Gagan back to the team in, the, in that in that running period. And Jones comes back in into the eight role, and we really see it in this game as well with with him and Zabozlai as as the, as the twin eights. Absolutely, that 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 shield of ball winning, you know, in the, just on the edge of the opposition third. It was just sensational, wasn't it? Yeah, hundred percent on and off the ball for Curtis did did absolutely you know did did his job. I think he's. He's really grown into that role and he's, he's, I think he's taken on the confidence Klopp has given him by picking him for that run of games. He's coming. Yes, he didn't receive the ball as much as others, but he's playing the left side. He still received the ball off, um, off, off Robbo a lot and, and others. So I think it's, yeah, Mac found him seven and Robbo found him 21 times. So, you know, you yeah. can see the links are there. 20, 26 the presses, right? 26 yeah. presses for Jones in only 63 minutes. 100% efficiency yeah, with five, it, with five, with five possession wins. It's, it's a very good performance for him. And he, he, he did the, you know, we spoke about being a team first. That's a real team performance for me. He shut down that, that, that part of the pitch from Villa and they were just yeah. building. He retained possession in that area, which is a key thing what you weren't doing last season. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry, Jones was, but Hendo wasn't the other side. Yeah. He's, he, he, Jones's main assignments were, uh, Kamara and Konsa. Yeah. Ten targets on Kamara, six on concert. So yeah, on that sort of the right side of Villa. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I mean, he even got one on Torres as well, didn't he? So he's kind of right. <laughs> well, everybody was having a go at Pau Torres. We're going yeah, to have, <laughs> have, have a talk about him. But um, yeah, so Sai, um, can I just say, well done. You were right. There you go, mate. Thanks. Um, should we talk about the goal? Big early goals. Early goals always change games. Um, and we had an. 
you know, I think it's fair to say, though, um, we had a night right from the gun, Bart's, we we were pressing hard. Yeah. I mean, we Torres was getting handed at that point, wasn't he? Is this yes. that the corner come off Moen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was Moen Nunes pressing him, isn't it? And then it's Lisa the corner. And, and Dom, I have to say, he's taken that position out quite a few times on the edge of the box. Clearly a tactical thing. And, and what a strike. Uh, with his wrong foot. With his wrong foot. I mean, I'd, I'd love to have a wrong foot like that, I tell you. But um, yeah, it was I mean, great goal to start the game. Early, We always say on here, you always say as well, early goal from it, if you can get it from a set piece, sets the context for the game. Uh, yeah. And that really helped us. They, we'd started well, we got an early goal, and then things things changed and it allowed us a bit more space. They got the injury and things started to unfold and, and we played our way in and controlled what they did. But yeah, it was a great start to the game. Really yeah. was. And say, si, I mean, scoring a thunder bastard with your wrong foot. I mean, there's literally the kid, nothing the kid can't do. No, and look sexy while he's doing it. <laughs> I have to say, his hair is just magnificent. It really is. I can get, I can get easily offended by what some of these dickheads do to their with the privilege of hair, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he can make right. them all that proud. Yes. So. um one of the things that used to make our show unique, and uh, it was was our was our pressing numbers and pressing data and pressing collections that we used to do. Um, these days, you don't necessarily have to wait uh, for us to, to collect our numbers to get some good pressing insights. Uh, I used to want to call out the Athletic for the article that they produced. I think it was on Sunday, actually, Bart's wasn't it? Sunday evening, yeah, came out, came out, uh, you know, or even Monday morning, and um, it was a pretty do- pretty damn good piece of... Um, there wasn't numbers necessarily within it. It was purely tactical and video analysis, wasn't it? Into yeah, the- it was clipping. clipping yeah, writing, writing, yeah, Liam Thumb on The Athletic, really, really good piece of tactical uh, investigation into into our pressing. And, 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 and Rosie's collected this game for us, Bart. And the first 30 minutes, our, our it's a long, long time since our press has looked that good structurally, systemically, and in terms of the end results as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you posted the, I'm just trying to find the vision you posted, but it was no fails in the first 30 minutes, wasn't oh, it? Only, only two, only two. Only two sorry, two. Yeah, two fails out of 66. Which is, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I've been on the pod and it's been that good. <laughs> it's, never, it's like the good old days, mate. <laughs> yeah, this is like pre when we used to be a machine, you know? So um, yeah. it, it was, i tell you, the, the bit, but, I, I will start with that, I, I thought Nunes is pressing in this game from looking at all the vis from the numbers is dramatically improved. He's, yes. His zones... No question at all. ...are synced in with... If you look at the zone match, which I'll put in the uh, to chat as usual afterwards, they link in with Salah and Jones really well, whereas yeah. and it, they're concentrated on, on zone 14. It's not a mad dash everywhere like it was. It's you're doing this area and that's where you're pressing and he did it. And it, and it it was effective, which is not something he's had to do. But it's 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 really pleasing to see him this sort of finally clicking with him. Yeah, and can can I just say that Rosie made a really really good contribution, and I and from his sick bed as well. And um, that or when he was watching the video, Nunes was waiting to be triggered by a motion from somebody else, right? So he was waiting for a signal from either Jones or Zabozla even, and which is amazing yeah. because even he's been here so little time, uh, or, or, or Robertson or, or, or Salah, and he'd get the instruction off those 
and then he would press and he would he would go where instructed he would wait and instead of diving in and just following and pressing and pressing he kept looking and waiting for the others like you just said to yeah. join him in a wave yeah and that we've not we've not seen that before no it it's just it, been him trying to work hard up front and show he can work hard yeah, and then he'd unfortunately foul someone, right? Whereas yeah. it, he didn't do that this game. It, like you said, he was looking for triggers. He was waiting. He's still in the the conscious thinking about it. It's not subconscious automatic. No, but it it's a, it's a stage along. It's better than than hair brain with your hair on fire. I've got to go and do that. I've got to make an impact. He's not doing it anymore. Uh, and that's that. If he can build on this, this this could be a real a real golden moment for him. It really could. Yeah. I looked to put we'll put his press location in the group afterwards, and I will put it put it out from the Twitter account as well. But really disciplined. No, right. Let's just let's just say right. There's no. He's not getting anything from his pressing. Right. We're not getting no, possession with no, from him. We're not getting shot. No, there's but nothing in there. This is the first stage. This is this is hard work. Right. Then it's it's it, it then it's coordinated with the rest of his teammates, and his press is very focused. Almost like a strike down the middle of, middle of the pitch and a little so, bit within the width, not much outside the width of the penalty areas. No, nah, it's own teams. Yeah, it's it's pretty much in there. And as you said, he's not getting many wins in his area. But if you look to his left and right, Diaz has yes. got some high t- a turnovers, leads shots, and Salah's got some t- some some uh, wins as well. So he's, so he's doing closing his off. Job. He's closing off. He's closing off one one route out for the defender. He's yeah. forcing them to move sideways the other way, where other players are coming in and doing the mop up. Yeah, we've you got Don and Salah one side, you've got yeah. Jones and Diaz the other side exactly. creating that those areas. So he's t- he's part of a functioning off the ball unit. Yeah. Which I think is probably the first time we can say that, uh yeah. with with Nunes. Um yeah. and just to say, know, right? Yeah, gone fifth and, and possession adjusted, right? Because he played sixty three minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and he had uh, thirty six presses raw. Um it, on, I think we had sixty-four percent possession. Translates to fifty-nine possession adjusted. That's a lot of work. That's a, a shitload of work. Uh, and he pressed everybody. He pressed uh, Torres nine times, Martinez the goalkeeper nine times, Kamara six, Conza five, and Luis four. So yeah, um, very and ninety-four percent efficiency, which is excellent for a forward. Um, and this is one thing we did call out last season. When she said spotted when we talked about the Co- Co- Cody versus Darwin. And comparison, whereas that every thought that Cody was a better presser, but Darwin actually has a better efficiency, but because that's because of his size, his physical size, and, yeah. and his speed. Whereas he does force people to go, and it's even harder to bypass Darwin than you know yeah, when he's Cody. when he's pressing. Yeah, yeah. I think so. also uh, Nunes's speed is quicker than um, Cody. Or, it seems more agile, maybe. So you can, I don't know. It might be just an eye thing, but it just seems that. Nunes is better, maybe better suited to that move and, and, and more synchronously, whereas Cody, I think maybe he can get moved around a bit, uh, not as agile. But the I was going to say with the directional point, uh, just going back to Trent's position, Matip's actually got an off-ball position higher than Trent. Nice. So Matip is actually level with uh, Dom off the ball, pressing from where he's actually there pressing. Lower and of presses, obviously, but he's coming to that area. Um, and if you look at the zones that's been that are produced. Sana and Dom's zones are frigging massive. Um, yeah. uh, sorry, that's a technical term, but they are covering. <laughs> so, so Salah, Mo's covering six boxes on his own on the, on the, oh, you see the pitch, the pitch bits I do for you. He covers, he's got a, his zone covers six of those. And, and Dom does the same. 
that's bigger than any other player on the pitch. Yeah. So uh, it, that's that's quite some work rate for the pair of them. So the the two eights be- behind him, Zabozlay and Jones, got 13 possession wins. I mean, we've seen games before where Fabinho's got 13 possession wins from pressing on his own. Yeah. And so, but this 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 is baby steps for this team still. And this was a yeah. huge leap forward. And to, for those two to get 30, mostly inside the Villa half, and um, with a few high ones as well, um, was was excellent. But should we talk about um, and bring Sai back in as well? We'll talk about the tactical stuff as well. Um, let's talk about the P- the Pau Torres targeting. Um, it's been a while since we've seen a defender as our top pressing target. 30, 30 targets against him. Eight possession wins against the centre back. That's eek. You know that's Eric Dyer levels, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> what did yeah. what, what did you see? What did you see about Villa with the with the with us funneling on him, Sai? Well, it's, I, I don't know if we're funneling on him. I think it's the shape of our team because they naturally want to play through Dinia, and we would ju- we would stop preventing that. And yeah, we, we wasn't even getting to Dinia. They wanted to do so. We had we had uh, CJ blocking out them playing through uh, David Lu- David Luiz. David, what's he called? No, Douglas. No, Douglas Luiz. Douglas Luiz. Um, and. Uh, and then we had Zobo and Mo getting around Dina, so he had nowhere to play. And they had a twelve percent long ball rate. He had a fifteen percent but long ball rate. Like he could, he should have been well over thirty because he should have emptied. But they don't. They still want to play, and uh, we just ran him into cul-de-sacs. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- yeah. I would go right. Here's, I'm not being negative. I really am not. I'm just trying to provide context because I thought I think we're great, but. I think we're getting better each week. Yes. Yes. The way Villa played, they were really, really compact from front front to back, which so they were like 12 metres from front to back, and which allowed us to push really high, which allowed our press, our second line of press to be really connected to the front. So we played a WM out of possession, but also a W uh, in possession, but also a WM out of possession. So we got to swarm a really um, outside in um a blanket around this really tight four that they had and they had yeah. nowhere to go without knocking it over the top. And we already had players always within two meters of every player and our players yeah. are rapid. So we, we, our players were accelerating before they got their, their heads up. Yeah. And the Papa chart was in the red zone pretty much um, until the 75th minute and you know, yeah, right at the top in that first period, really good period after half time as well. When we when yeah. we when we when we clinched the match, so this 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 was a bit of a throwback in terms of the intensity and keeping Villa um, penned in and winning the ball back. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was because we were allowed. The reason that uh, Bart was saying that the Matip's press had presses really high at the pitch is because yes. they we were really high at the pitch, and so uh, they would be second ball presses, I'd imagine, from from launches, yes, been yeah. headers, yeah, yeah. and then he would press the second ball. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Gomez was great at winning that in the first place. So we we had really high possession wins or pressures on possessions uh, like uh, the top side of the centre circle from yeah. our centre backs, uh, which allowed us to to compress. Also, Trent, if you remember that when he, when he first moved into the WM, that he was the, literally the best um, winner of possession in that zone in the league yeah. for, uh, for the last six games, and he was doing that again. He was clearing up. In that little pocket, just in the center circle, and, and that's where that's where one of our goals came from. And yeah, and a shout out for McAllister um, Bartz, who was very 
conservative in his press locations, pretty much around the centre circle. Yeah, pretty. I was going to say the he occupies effectively the two squares either side of the centre circle with a little bit yeah. either side, but which is what you for someone playing that role that that's what you yeah. want them to do. But the only thing I just noticed that you know the directional plot, you don't normally get all ten players on that plot. No, because VVD doesn't. No, doesn't press. There's actually every player, outfield player, up to first subs on that plot with at least four uh, arrows of them, which, which again comes back to the thing we said right at the beginning about this team ethos. Everybody take responsibility for what they've got to do to get to win. Yeah, uh, and that's really. I mean, Nunes's uh, directional plot is crazy. <laughs> it's it's good. It's it's it's, it's good one. Crazy in a crazy in a good way. Crazy in a good way. Yeah, but also it's crazy because it's the first time we've seen it. Yeah, definitely. It's just. This is it's just really interesting. Um it's interesting what I said about the maybe you know, they were they were targeting um we were trying to they were trying to play through Dinja uh, the left back, wasn't it? Dinja. And Dinja, which you can see again in the press because the, the guys on our left, if you like, so Diaz and Jones and Robertson have got very small zones because the ball just wasn't there yeah. to to press the win. You know, there's not the opportunity to get the to get the numbers. Yeah. Um, so it's not the volume. It's, it is heavily zone 14 and down towards um, the right touchline. Yeah. So we were pressing really, really well, really good off-ball performance, fill get the injury, change systems, and then pretty much decisive moment of the match. Um, Sai, talk about the second goal. Well, we, we got the ball in right, like basically right back zone. We played, we had 20 pass move, this was. Um, which resulted in uh, the 18th pass. The 19th pass um, was Trent playing Trent's signature pass in behind. So we moved them one side, then moved them the other while they're trying to, they were trying to um, restructure after their system change. It was only two minutes after the substitute. Um, And, what we're doing really, really well is that WM thing is that even, even weak side, so the side of the pitch that doesn't have the ball, we're making sure one of the eights or one of the forwards is still touching the touchline. And when you've got four really compact defenders or four really compact midfielders, it makes them have that the outside um, player on, e- on either of those is really worried about whoever is going to be 10 metres of uh, at least 10 metres of space over their shoulder. And so Matty Cash, uh, once the ball was played over the top, he had to worry both about uh, if Bailey was catching CJ, who was stood on the wing and the ball's never coming to him, or staying with Diaz, who was next to him. And he also could see Darwin, who had dropped off two metres, uh, into into a little pocket because he knows even with five meters of space he's still going to get to the ball ahead of anybody else, and then Trent goes off in behind and it was a lovely move, but it the stru- our structure played a significant role in the outcome. If if that had been a first time finish, that would have been a classic goal, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would have yeah, been a really classic goal. People would have been talking about twenty pass move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just such a shame you couldn't go in first pass in off the so, post. So they just made, if you think, they just made a substitute. Yeah, they had they had uh, two touches to the ball, and then we had 57, 57 seconds of possession. Wow, wow, yeah. wow, 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 wow! It's um, the black chain on the the vis for those who are looking at the passing chain sixteen to 20, uh, thirty box on the chart. Nice. Um, it's yeah, it, it's it's one of those killer moves, isn't it? As I said, you make a sub, and then we keep the ball for a while and score. And it's 2-0 game over, you know. Yeah. Um, and after that, 
Joel Matip, 50p head, really should have scored. But I think. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't even know why he's trying to put it in that corner. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, I've watched that so many times. I'm like, just just head it back the other corner. It doesn't, just get it on target and it's, it's in. It's, it's, it's a big chance, isn't it? I mean, although we always talk about headers maybe not being big chances, um, that is a 0.32 chance. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, it was free. It was a free header. Free header on, yeah, on the yeah. penalty spot. Yeah, it's you know basically got so the whole free. goal. Yeah, gone. It was offside. Oh, would it have been? If it scored, it would have been ruled out. Oh, would it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. And okay. one of you know Darwin's big miss later on in the game where yeah. he couldn't, couldn't get his feet uh, sorted out or head. Mo passed it. Yeah, that Mo would have been called offside as well. Oh, oh really? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, okay. That's a shame. That's a shame. So, so it, it's that stupid offside rule that we had five big chances, but two of them would have been ruled out if we just scored from yeah. Yeah. So Which, just after the um, just after the Matic one, um, Trent gets a shot. Our, our only shot of the match leading to a press. Uh, only press leading to a shot. Um, Darwin gets a shot blocked from the sort of central location. Darwin hits the bar just before half time. Um, anything else you want to call out in that first that first half? But no, I think. That's pretty much near the near the half time, isn't it? We just yeah. the bar here. Yeah, I think that's pretty much. Villa had one moment on the break. I think uh, was that the begin chance. Yeah, from Gomez's only only error on the day. Yeah, uh, which yeah, I mean that shows you football, isn't it? Because uh, begin seems to have a habit of, of of putting those in for us against us, uh, whereas he put that straight over the bar. So that's probably the best chance. They actually got behind us twice, once down the right, once down the left. And I'm just trying to think of the XG for that chance. That's terrible. So, so McGinn had a total XG of 0.21. So, that, yeah, that's probably the most, most of the Yeah. What, a 10% chance? They're two yeah. shots total. So. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> This is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs Mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. And then second half, more of the same, but really t- tore into them in the pressing in that 15 minutes after half, or the 8 to 20 minutes after half time until we made the sums. Just absolute, the, the intensity was 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 right. Oh, it was, if you look at the Papa, it, uh, for me, I've got it with the smooth line going up to the highest point straight after half time. Uh, it was really yeah. high pressing. Um, because I, 
a bit like we used to do in the good old days. We'd try and kill the game after half time. We'd give it a five, 10 minutes yeah. wouldn't it, of intense, try and get another goal yeah. and then see the game out. And <clears> we did. We got a set piece. Uh, caught, is it Nunes flicks it to back post and Mo puts it in? Um, who took the corner? I can't remember that down actually. Um, was that a Trent corner? It's Dom, wasn't it? Or was it Dom? Or was that well? Dom, Dom and Zobo seem to be splitting them, don't they? You mean Dom and Robbo? No, no, Zobo takes a lot of the corners at the moment as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, oh, sorry, it, Dom. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Trent, you said Zobo yeah, and Dom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a great. It was a good routine. And it was, I can't remember who took it, but it was to I think it was Midtown and then flicked flicked on and, and Mo puts it in, uh, and then Robbo took it. Robert took Robert. it. There we go. And that's what inside the first ten minutes, second half, with the high pressing, we get the goal. And then from that point on, as as I've said, alluded to with the past chains, we, so, we went to a very progr- maintenance pr- we, uh, version. Uh, we 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 despaired quite a bit at um, Darwin's um, defensive set piece contributions last season, but I don't yeah. think there's any question on attacking set plays. He is a good weapon. Yeah, hundred percent. He's a big boy and he's basically trying to win and he can beat defenders. He can beat big players in the air. And, you know, even if he didn't mean that, whatever it was a pass, whether it was shot, who knew, right? Be, the most important thing is he won the ball and he put it into the danger zone. It was, dude, it was by design. Yeah. It was really That's smart. I've not, well, I've not seen us do that design before. It, he was on the, on the keeper and, and he did a five meter sprint out from the keeper to, yeah. do, to create, to Robbo put it on that spot and he did, he was by design to get that header to the far post. He was trying to score or Mo was there for the tapping and Mo was going round the back for the back post for the tapping. That was yeah. an Arsenal, George Graham. That was a move, yeah. On. Like <laughs> it was had, uh, by design. It was the best one. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't even rem- I think we had maybe one really good designed, uh, go, uh, corner last season from a, a spin move we had. But yeah, we're, I think we've been really creative with with uh, corners. Yeah. It was brilliant. We had, um, we had the centre halves. I think we had Matic next to Nunes as well in the same zone. So we do we, we targeted an area where we concentrated. No, no, no. Out. We got we got so we got the two centre backs in the same where they would usually be running out. To yeah, them. that's that's yeah. Sorry, yeah. But but, uh, but Darwin was was against. He was standing on the keeper's toes. And then you move back into and that he zone. Spread it out to yeah. that empty zone. So, yeah. so we we flooded the uh, mid to back area of the pitch. How you we, you would set up for a corner all the time. So you you centre spot, and then you're going to earn the penalty spot, and then you're going to run into the goal, and you're going to fight your defender and get a header off. Yeah, but they emptied the front space, and we'd obviously pick that up. Um, is how they defend, and we we counted it. And fair play to the coaching team. Yeah, and Nunes were putting off the header. And they executed the plan perfectly. Uh, can I just say that I thought on first watch that this was the easiest goal that Mo Salah's ever scored for Liverpool, right? But I can't believe how relatively low the XG values for this were. I was thinking it'd be like a 0.95 or something, you know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, 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 we went we went um, the COVID season, side. We remember we said that Salah didn't have any shots in the box virtually for the, for the first 30 games of the COVID season. And, you know, there he is like two yards out tapping in. Yeah, 0.58. But Murray never used to be in the box for um, corners. Do you remember? Yeah, he was on the edge for the volley, wasn't he? For the first five years, he was either taking a corner or he was outside the box. It was so weird. And now now he's like back post for a rush. But it was actually a little bit more like Aldridge, but brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It's still quite low for where he was, though. Is that not? 
Yeah, I thought, I thought I was surprised how low it was because it was he was he was unpressured as well, wasn't it? So, but the, there was a keeper and a dude on the line. He had to he had to put it in a hole. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. So, should we talk about the only thing which we all think we can all agree where we need to improve in this game, which was our on the ball play um, uh, throughout the whole team and, and, and as a team unit side? So what did what did you where do you see as the you said we're improving game by game? You know, we we. Praise to the hilt, our off ball in this game. Where do you where do you see as the things that we need to pr- improve on the ball? Thought we were really good. Okay. So again, like I think this is going to be a trend throughout the season because I I've counted I think nineteen games that I'm not going to be able to watch live. So I'm coming watching these completely unemotional because yep. I know what the score is. Yeah. And it's different. It does feel different. Um, I thought we played really well structurally. We were really really good. Yeah, I, we I imposed ourselves on them. They broke our lines four times in the whole game, and we had somebody shutting the door by this by that stage. And there were two there were two opportunities where they might have scored had they, or they might have had a shot, a big chance in a in a dangerous area if a good pullback or a good run had taken place. And neither of those two things happened either time. But both of those times there was a defender in the way. Which is we we're, we're getting beaten in the hot zone, and there's somebody there to and and we we're they're picking out our centre backs. So defensively, really good in possession. We we created five big chances in a game for God's sake. Yeah, and we weren't turning the ball over in a way that was going to cause us any concern. We were causing threat. Darwin looked great. Zobo was ripping them a new one whenever he wanted. And we haven't talked about just the calm genius of McAllister. Mm. I, I thought we were really good. Okay. I, th- I think statistically, they had eight shots in the box mm. uh, between the 20th minute and yeah. when, when all the subs went off. They had eight shots inside our box and we had seven shots inside their box. We had lots of build up play, but their eight shots, um, their eight shots earned them 0.13 XG. Yeah, sign me up to that. Any any concerns about the left side of the team not integrating with the actual attack of the team and not not in the slightest? Okay, do you think it's because it's situational for this match? Situational, but also get your best players the ball. Okay, I I couldn't care less. Where the way we used to play with the S shape, where we would build down the left and attack down the right that we would build through uh, connections between Vinaldum and Milner and then Robbo. And then all of our attacking came down the right. The the creativity at high up the pitch came down the right, which is what we're seeing here. But okay. it's, it, we're not going down the left. and We can. Like, if you want to isolate, we, we picked them off uh, twice with Trent uh, switches out to Diaz. If you're going to go, if you if they're going to double bank down the left-hand side, then their left-hand side to try to overload or try to counteract our right-side overload or the brilliance of Zobo, Trent and, and Mo, then they're going to leave Darwin, uh, Diaz or Mark down the left-hand side or 1v1. Great. Okay. He doesn't need to be involved in build-up because he's not very good at it. But if you can if you can give him street baller moments and then we build up down the other side, I think that's optimal. So you think that there is I was gonna ask the question, how much street ball is too much street ball? You think that both can integrate and, and we can become a very good attacking team, build up team consistently, yeah, with these two players? I don't think Diaz and Darwin can play against City and we we are we look like the best team, no. But in against 
the bottom half of the league, yes. Absolutely. Okay. Because we have more than enough in build-up elsewhere. Okay. Yeah, no, I kind of... I was looking at pass maps and the thing that I think we played really well on the ball as well, and I think the thing that I've noted is before Nunes has always appealed on the pass maps with no connections. Yeah. Well, actually, if you look at up to first subs, he's got two connections from midfield. Into Salah? Him, which Salah, no, uh, Trent, and I can't find it. I can't, the other one's a bit mixed, but he's got two. So that's eight connections he's got. Because remember, it's got to be plus four to show up on a pass map, right? Hmm. Into Nunes on a pass map. Again, a few firsts for me in terms of creating this. Yeah. That's really good for us. We've spent a lot of money on this forward. He's worked hard off the ball. On the ball, we are now finding him in zone 14 which is where he's going to do the most damage to get into the box. Yeah. Most still hot red in terms of his EPV values. Yeah. Jones is keeping the ball. The thing that actually, if you look at it in terms of, if we don't use the left as much, as I said, it meant that Robertson was very disciplined in being a part of a defensive unit. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, before it was like, he was flying forward and trying to be part of it and it, Maybe we were there was a, a potential areas in terms of transition in that area. I think some of the reasons that he was better this game was really good was because he wasn't as involved. His passing networks, as we said, is basically to Jones, to Mac, or to Diaz down the line. Mm, keep not, it simple. Keep yeah. it simple and just yeah. do your defensive job first, which is what we <clears> need him to do in this system. And as I said, if we that means we we leave. Diaz isolated and we control the other half of the pitch through just having good possession mm. you know keep, give the ball to Jones he keeps it for 30 seconds goes back through that triangle of Mac and, and Robbo and whoever if it's VVD fine then we come back at the other side to attack game that's mm. fine that's absolutely fine so maybe I'm just, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just me getting to hung up on on symmetry, and, and symmetry yeah, yeah. what we used to be and you know having 15 20 connections between Sadio and Bobby oh, and the same the between Bobby and, we, and Mo you know there were no connections between the front three over four so there's no uh, Salah on the pass maps there's no links between the, the front three sorry so you know that that's something i.e. there's no four plus between those so that's something that yeah. is different from our previous we, we, we always we always talk about balance don't we a balance we do yeah, yeah yeah and it'd be great right but we're not that team anymore no, we're a different team. We have a different midfield structure, and we are we got are very we different centre forwards. Very sure. different centre forward, and are we still enabling our best players to produce the best football? Yeah, yeah, I think we are. So that's probably where we. I think I still. I think I agree with Sire. I wouldn't play. So that's two to one on you know Dan shut up about Diaz combined. No, I think Darwin, you've got yeah. a point. I think playing <laughs> the top top sides. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can play Diaz and Nunes. Right. Okay. And I, I think that might be a, a jotter. I mean, or... I always listen to you guys, you know. You always tell me, you always put me around on these things. So maybe I'm just being Mr. Picky on this one, so. But you want perfection, right? Well, I just like them to, in, to combine. I just yeah, like them yeah, to, yeah. you know, play to each other. Maybe, yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll so, see. Anything else from you on 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 um, anything else, actually? Any other topics? No. Happy days. Happy days. Well, may this continue. Yes. Um... Yeah, exactly. Uh, and um, yeah, the, even oh, the... we're extending an, a ninety-one game, a ninety-one point season. Now it, it, it currently runs for the last fourteen games. We've been running at ninety-one well, points. You should do fifteen because it's the um, we, we've got the longest unbeaten run in the league at fifteen games. Now, yeah, so. 15, 15 drops down a little bit because it was. A oh, I see. Okay. No, we. Oh, so the fifteenth is Arsenal. The four, the four-two. Anyway, don't, yeah. don't worry about it. Uh, right. 
Um, so, yeah, we didn't we didn't look too great after the subs, but happy days. The game was won, right? And we carried on, yeah, carried on running. Good. But let's talk about something more positive, and then after the subs, which is we signed the player say, and the, as always, you've consulted your. Um, you know, your peer groups of sports science dudes across Europe, and lo and behold, you know somebody at Ajax. So talk about Ryan Grabenbutch. Uh Yeah, he's a good dude. He is much he is much better. He's not the, uh, the bad apple that was kind of getting leaked in the media from uh, Tommy Tickle. Um, <laughs> give, give, the kid a, give the kid a chance. Like... Uh, it's really hard to make any. So, what's the Ajax skinny on him then? Say that that he is all of the things that you dream of that you've seen on on the YouTube because uh, he has the potential to be a, an absolute phenom, and he's had no opportunity to prove it at a higher level yet. So, let's just trust that we if we if we actually do trust Klopp like the the way we're supposed supposedly do because he's the Messiah and he's given us so much. Like this, it seems like a fairly decent bet that this kid uh, is in the right spot with us. Yeah, because he's twenty-one. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the youngest ever player to the Ajax team, which is something. Players. Yeah. Um, can you give us any of the technical information you gleaned from Ajax, or would that be confidential? Yeah. Or could no. you just talk about it in roundabout terms? Just in roundabout terms. Yeah. So, in terms of his his engine, his physicality, his 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 uh, athleticism, anything you can very he's very fit, very fit, very physical, uh, and uh, he has great power output for his size. So uh, there are lots of comparisons with Pogba. Pogba's a huge unit, so Pogba's probably twenty kilos bigger, but like uh, on on the ball, he's as hard to knock off as that. Um, he has phenomenal jumping ability. He he, uh, he basically never missed a training session since he was twelve. So, yeah. so like good availability, good engine. As they come. Yeah, and optimal position eight again for us. Uh, the Ajax midfield six, I think that's where he was. But uh, they're they're like much more progressive than ours, who sits deep. So I I don't know, honestly, I don't. But he seems to be talking of an eight, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, very positive, and you know it was another forty million euro, forty million euro signing seems to be about our sweet spot at the moment. Um. But from an analytical side, it's it's hard to make a case for any player from the A Divisi. We always talk about it, the A Divisi tax. Um, you know, so it's this is very much uh this is very much a scouting pick, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I think uh is it Hunter who's yeah largely behind this pick? Which uh, I don't get you wrong that I think they Barry Hunter, yeah, head of scouting. Yeah, gives it massive kudos for that. Um you Yeah, I think he's got it's potential, isn't it? I think we're buying a, yeah. a potential player. You've got the Eredivisie attacks and you've also got Bundesliga attacks as well. So I yeah. think it's um, one to be, I think for me, I think it's it's good that we're investing. We've got a very young midfield unit now. It, for me, it just wasn't maybe the signing that we needed at the time, but you know, never mind. Um, it's not, it's not a lad's fault. I think he's got, yeah. seems to have got the tools um, and can be developed in a way. I think that's, that's, that's one thing. 
one thing that excited me is, is, is like, as Sai said, he's a big unit. Um, and he's over six, he's another, another a person who's over six foot. And we could actually field an entire 11 of players over one meter 85 of six foot, which is pretty She's astonishing. Yeah. So I mean, I'm excited to see what the, just, that would be heavy metal. That would be heavy metal. Our, our team has a, you know, Klopp is a good coach. We, we lose sight of that with all the parameter that's going on at the moment with recruitment and the rest of it, but he has developed players. Yeah, you know, he has turned these around. So uh, it, it would be, I'm excited to see what we'll come out of that. Um, more excited than I am with Cody, but I think that's another project player. But yeah, so yeah, onwards and upwards. It's a Europa League would be, I think would be, would be, and the Cups would be a good starting point for, for Grav and some appearances in the league. Yeah. And it, it, it could be, um, you know, Wataru and, um, and Grav and, um, maybe Harvey Elliott, something like that. And that'd be interesting to see, wouldn't it? That'd be really interesting to see. Yeah. That'd be, be interesting to see what minutes and also you've got uh, you've got Kurt, Kurt, you've got minutes to manage haven't you so you've got players to come, come around yeah. you know where Cody plays as well in that uh, Jota's got to get minutes so yeah I think it's it's exciting um, the physicality think, side does excite me though with having another yeah. player who can play that eight role and, and then potentially and allow us to, to hand players in with that physicality like Jones does definitely I think it's also that we feel a bit more positive than we than we were at the start of the season. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, this performance, on, especially on the off ball, has just got you know, it's just it's it's got me seeing a big, uh, a big, a big positive uh, and a you know, uh, lots of light at the end of the tunnel, which is not going to be an oncoming train. Exactly, and you can see, I think, Sai and all of us have said this when clock first came in, we could see the the game plan that we were trying to achieve yeah. in that first game. For now, this is the first time in a while I can see, I can see what they're trying to. You know, what I mean, he's gone back to. I can see what he's trying to do. I can see that we're trying to, we're trying to move this team into this area and do this, uh, and that that excites me a lot. And I think Grab is a, is a part of that and the, the project player for that. So yeah, I think this this signing and and the way we're moving now, it's a very small sample size. I completely accept that. But it gives me a lot of, yeah, okay, I can see what we're trying to do now, whereas I think we'd lost that a little bit previously. Yeah. All right. Sai, any other business, mate? Nope. Uh, Trent's injury? Uh, Yeah. uh, Hammy, he's going to be, I don't think he's going to be back for the first game. After which Wolves? Yeah. Will Ibu be back? How long's a piece of string? (laughs) <laughs> ah. Okay. That that kid does not heal quickly. Okay. And Trent is not a a, t- a minor thing, is it? It's a, is it? Well, as as hamstrings go, this is a minor hamstring, but it's recurrent minor hamstring, so they're going to give him a little bit longer. Right. So maybe someone like the what's the game after on the weekend after West Ham at home on the twenty fourth, something like that, maybe. Yeah, or the Europa, I think. Europa's a week after uh, during that week, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe right. we'll come back in during that and then play West Ham because yeah. we don't we play a ridiculous five game like uh, we we play four games that week Saturday Tuesday Thursday Sunday or something like that we we play two midweek games is it like Europa uh, the the Caribou and the or whatever it's called and the Europa are in the same week aren't they surely not. I thought it was a we'll we'll, 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 we'll we will check we'll fact check that one listeners um, before you all shouting at us and. Sentence. They haven't confirmed the times and stuff on the uh, on the site. No, you've got twenty first is Europa, twenty fourth, twenty seventh, thirtieth, fifth. Yeah, so the twenty uh, seventh yeah. is the Leicester game. 
Oh, uh, right, in the middle. That's the, the league. We, have, right. we, we haven't got a Europa League game that week. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. But we are now two games a week now going forward. Oh, that makes way more sense. I don't know what they're complaining about. <laughs> it's a 12.30 away at Wolves. Well, yeah. Come back on. That's the international. Yeah, great. Yeah. Marvellous. Great. Marvellous. Right. Yeah. Right. But let's not spoil that, this positive podcast. Right. So thank you, Sai. Thank you, Bart. And thank you, Rosie, for the wonderful pressing collection. And, and we will be back after the international break for the game at Wolves. Until then, up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.